podcast. Whoa, well, the weird podcast is the big 5-0, 50 years old. Um, not 50 years old, it's literally only 50 episodes old. If it's 50 years old, I would be sort of coming in and around 70 years old about that. No, not like even 80, I can't even count. started this when I was 30. Uh, literally just 31, and plus another, yeah, I'd be in my 80s. I tell you what I would be, dedicated. Hugo Duncan of podcasts I would be, because um, a lot of people don't know this. Uncle Hugo is actually 173 years old. Um, he's been alive since the Ottoman era. Um, he used to own property in Hungary, which wasn't known as Hungary back in those days. I think it was known as Hungary by those in those parts. And that's what Dr. Hugo Duncan nearly said. Hey, he could be. When you're that old, you, you, you accumulate a lot of things. You know, I'm sure you have a lot of um, you know Tupperware, for one. I'm sure you probably have a couple of vases knocking about the house. Maybe, um, I don't know, some bottles of wine, gin, even, gathering about the place. Maybe even a, a bespoke Aladdin's lamp. Hmm? Ever think about that? But that's all possible if you've been podcasting for 50 years. I wouldn't know that because I've only been podcasting just over a year with the Weird Podcast. And we're on to 50 episodes. Um, to be fair, <clears throat> I was going to do something pretty grand. For episode 50 until um, it became time to record and I double checked what episode it was and I was like, oh bollocks, it's 50. So literally all I'm going to do is treat it like any other podcast but blow um, smoke the all time up my own ass, you know, uh, as a form of getting high and sexual pleasure, you know, so go for that. But yeah, what a week I've had. It's been very uh, busy. Last week's podcast was dominated by Stag Chat, where I spoke about going and Shane Stag to Magaluf, and I'd announced last week that, hey, guess what? The nature boy of Stags is done. I've done enough Stags. I'm hanging up my bunny ears. I'm hanging up the pink thong. I'm no longer going to be going on Stag parties. And less than a week later, I've been on another Stag. Not out of the country this time, but my home stag. I did it. I didn't know I was having it. I just knew that there was going to be a night out on the 12th of October. And lo and behold, there was a full other stag do for me. And, you know, my wee liver wasn't ready for it. Let's just put it like that. Ever since then, I'm recording this podcast now on a Sunday. So it's fresh in your little ears for next Monday which is tomorrow, for work, so you can just listen to these dulcet tones on your way in in the train or on the bus or in the car or on a glider maybe. Not the fucking bus that links Belfast, but an actual hand glider, because, hey, that would be impressive. You know, putting little plastic toy hubcaps over your bus don't make it cool, you know? Closing up all the lanes of traffic just so you can have your wee sweet bus skidding around looking like it's a big lump of Duplo or some shit you know fuck it stupid take it I hate the way it, the gliders made life easier for those people who want to take public transport but for us who like to pollute the air with their emissions like to drive it now takes twice as long so cheers for that city council but I digress I um, I went to my, my, my home stag and it was, it was a nice time. There's a lot of people who, 
went who were not able to go to my away stag came and then there were some people who I would have really expected to go on my stag didn't which hurt my feelings so uh, if you're listening and you didn't come on my stag do and you were invited on either of two stag do's you know maybe have a think about things because you know unless you've got a valid excuse not to come I just think you're a shit guy slash girl probably guy though because no girls are invited on my stag do because only like boys mm. But yeah, what did it do? You probably want to know. Well, I um, got collected by my best man, Phil, who uh, came and got me, collected me on Friday evening. Um, straight away, he was like, right, stick this on, gave me a nice jacket, a very luminous pink jacket with a picture of me in my previous stag outfit from my stag in Lisbon, a skin-tight golden shirt, no less, with a nice... Um, pair of golden sunglasses come a crown combo because that's of course what they made me wear I don't quite know what I was supposed to be but it was golden I sound like Prince except he would have said purple it's also purple like he actually arrived once Prince to do a concert in like South Korea or somewhere or Korea and they were like they asked him hey Prince what's it like being here and he just went purple and then ran away like off into the Airport, it was very bizarre. But yes, yeah, so I was in the back of my pink outfit, so I got down, I got collected, put in this pink outfit, got down to Bangor to go for what I thought would be a nice cu- a couple of beers. Next thing you know, we're being told, right, neck your, be- neck your beers, we're on to the next trip, walk outside, and there's a full pink glider. No, it wasn't a glider, it was just an, a regular <clears throat> fire engine, which obviously has been decommissioned as a fire engine because... You know, if you're trying to actively fight um, serious fires with a fire engine that's being totally gutted on the inside, if a stripper pole's been put in and it's got a bespoke light show, yeah, people are going to burn to death or choke on, on fumes. So it's not ideal. But I got on this bus, beers were being thrown around, just drinking, having a pretty loose time. And then I went on a bit of a pub crawl of North Down, the most North Down stag do ever by the way and the most you know I feel myself I'm like this is what I enjoy I'm a posh Northdown guy and I'm being driven around my my kingdom in a pink party bus <laughs> pub to pub I think we ended up going across from <clears throat> Bangor to Donegadee to Ards to Groomsport yeah, all over, all over those joints, and then back to Bangor to finish. So that's um, a nice Indian meal, which was very tasty, and then we went out for a few drinks. By that stage, everyone completely rode off. So the stag party wasn't as um, as long as it might have been, but in that short space of time, I got completely bloodered. Um, it was great. Some of my mates from work, the hard men, as we're called, a lot of people be like, why is a group called the hard men? And I'd be like, hey, you know, because we were tough. And people would be like, yeah, it's a pretty strange name to just call yourself the hard man. Like, these are all quite soft guys, something like that. We're called the hard men because we just sat and debated the issues of the day, like a male equivalent of the loose women. And, you know, if women are loose, guys are hard. It's just science. Do you know what I mean? So you're the hard man, the male equivalent of the loose women. And they came out to join me, which I really appreciated. A lot of my, my boys from school who run stag with me. That was good to see them, and I had my dad on stag. I'm a future father-in-law, and I nearly said my future stepdad, which would mean 
he's going to get married to my mum, which would be, tell you what, it'd be an episode of Dallas, that's what it would be, but I don't want it to happen as much as I like my future father-in-law. I don't want to see him get married to my mum because that means either that my mum and my dad will split up or my dad will die. I don't want either of those to happen. And my dad will live forever. Except he'd be, he would probably get a bit old after like after a while. Like he would literally get old, but the whole thing would get old. You know, I'd be like this old Benjamin Button kind of old man. And my dad would just be this ever long living deity. And he would love it because, let's be fair, my dad... You wouldn't call him the paragon of health and fitness and, and, and healthy lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Just a regular dude in his late 50s, just chilling out. You know, but if he lived till he was, like Uncle Hugo Duncan, 170, whatever I said he was, you'd be surprised. You know, it would defy gravity. It would defy logic. It would defy sense. So what I'm saying is eventually I'd like my dad to die, but I'd like him to die at a big old age. Do you know, so it's like Holly, or if I have any other kids, can grow up and like they can sort of start looking after me and dealing with arrangements so I don't have to worry about it. But <clears throat> it was good to have him there. It was good to have Catherine's brother there. It was good to have her stepbrother there as well. One of them, she's three stepbrothers, and one of them were able to make it. One was in Austria, cheering on Northern Ireland, and the other one was uh, MIA, which means missing in action to most people. But to me, it means marking and mark an asshole which is like what I do to people if I have to get vengeance on them I, I put a mark in their asshole and I, I hunt them down like a yeah it sounds like a rape threat actually I take that back or send that that, that I, I couldn't think quick enough on my feet because it's too late in the day to make an MIA for something I was trying to think about like drunk banter there but hey I'm, I'm still so hungover my brain's not working it's not functioning at all I'm talking shit but hey, that's why I call it the weird podcast because it's a get out of jail clause for if I go off on a tangent or talk shit. But basically, long story short, a lot of people were there and it was a good night out. Lots of things to be drank. One thing I didn't like was whenever there was a round of shots bought for us all in the Indian restaurant we were in. Um, major shout out to Bukhara in, Indi- in India, <laughs> in Bangor. But I'll tell you what, that would be a bespoke trip. Major shout out to the Bukhara in India where we went for of one hour to have dinner for my stag do but no shout out to those boys because um, they probably put up with some shit they probably listened to some shit that night I always find like when there's a group of lads around the table whether or not you mean it oh shit's talk like there'll be shit at that table and then there were shots at that table which look I'm fine doing shots by fine I mean I don't like it I hate it but hey if we have to do it we have to do it but there's one thing I don't like doing shots of. Um, come, I only took and I love that. There's one thing I don't like doing shots of. Sambuca. And hey, guess what was decided was a fun round of shots to be getting in the Indian restaurant. Here's a hard thing to say. In Indian restaurant, in the Indian restaurant, in the Indian restaurant. It sounds like the start of a rap by Snow. In the Indian restaurant. Boom, boom, yeah. But... In the Indian restaurant, we get shots of Sambuca, and oh, I'm actually having a bit of a gag now thinking about it. It was that uh, gross, but I did a load of those and made me real sick, and eventually I had to just get home. Now, you're probably thinking, man, why'd you go home at a relatively early hour on your own stag do? And I'll tell you, because it's like selling my soul to the devil 
for like to live forever like my dad is clearly gonna do or Hugo Duncan has done there's always a catch here's the catch for my stag my home stag on the Friday Catherine was going on her proper just hen on the Saturday so that was all part of the plan so I'm thinking this is terrible because I'm going to be on full holly duty on the Saturday with possibly one of the world's worst hangovers. So, <clears throat> normally you're thinking, oh, well, why can you enlist some help? I'll tell you why. Normally people that I, I would like to take Holly if I was down with hangover would be my mum. But my mum was just on Catherine's handout. She can do that. My sister was back just to go to the handout because she's a bridesmaid. So she went out, got lit. And then the only people left that could look after it was me. Or my dad, both very hung guys, hung over, not hung, because hey, we all know that story. And then Catherine's stepdad, Norman, who, let's be fair, a lot of people say you can get loose like a goose, as a phrase, and a lot of people over exaggerate it and go, like, hey, man, I was blah blah. Norman was loose as a goose on Friday, and you know what the thing about geese is? Those babies can fly. They ain't got their wings clipped, and he was in the sky. He was orbiting the place. He was on form on Friday night. It was great to see. But what I'm saying is for what he gave on Friday night, he, he paid for on Saturday. So I, I actually haven't checked to see if Norman's um, even alive today, a couple of days later. But he um, definitely wasn't... I wasn't going to saddle him with babysitting duties. So on Saturday, um, that was fine. I'd look after Holly. But I also had to go and collect my wedding shoes. So drove, long story short, drove to Carrick to get my wedding shoes. Lots of roadworks on the way. Took over an hour to get there, which wasn't ideal. And then when we got there, the place to get the shoes was shut half an hour earlier than it was supposed to be. And I don't want to get the place into trouble because they're a good spot, but I was not amused at the time. You know, let that be known. I was not a happy camper. And then I had to go through all those traffic works again into the city centre to leave Catherine's bags into the Europa because that's what they were staying that night on their <clears throat> on their handout. So I had to do that and get Holly back, get her to sleep, deal with it. And I'll tell you what, here's something for you. Looking after a baby with a hangover, it's about as fun as it sounds. And for those of you that haven't worked out what that is, it's not fun. It's it's not fun at all. Because Holly's now 10 months She's younger than the Weird Podcast, which is strange to say, but she just needs constant attention and she's very playful and stuff, so she always likes it. So she'll be crawling around and then she'll like crawl away from you and then stop, turn around and look at you as if, you daddy, why aren't you chasing me? And I'm like, hey, because I'm an absolute fucking horrors here. I stuck away about 40 shots of Sambuca last night. May or may not have been in the presence of people that might have been smoking a little bit of, a little bit of the herb. If you excuse my 32-year-old self, you know, maybe, because it was a stag do, that sort of scent, if you will, got in and around my nose and mouth. Might have done. Did I smoke it? No comment. Did I inhale it by smell? Yeah, I did. But it was passive smoking, basic, basically. And amongst all the other pints that I drank, did I feel good the next day? 100% no. 100% new. But we got through it. We persevered. 
because hey, Catherine's entitled to a good time too in her hand And um, <clears throat> she had a good time from all accounts. She just came back on Sunday and we had a really good hand from all, all accounts. And um, there was part of the hand we had to do, which was the Mr. and Mrs. thing, which I had to pre-record a few answers to certain unique questions uh, relating just to myself and Catherine. And I did that on Wednesday night just after I finished recording the Boytown podcast. Big shout out to my boy Ben Harbison for filming that for me and editing us. Um, but whenever we were recording that on Wednesday, I was to bring Catherine some, some dinner home and I was a little bit late. And let's just say she wasn't happy. She's a bit pissed off me, in fact, and was being especially sly to me about it. Called me selfish. She was, you're selfish. I'm sitting here with food. Needing food here I'm fed, I'm sick And you're selfish You're so selfish And I was like Look, don't be having a go at me You know, you'll regret Being sly to me In the future Sounds like a threat Like a, t- a, a matrix threat I'll get you in the vortex of time Young Morpheus And uh, I just knew that that's what kept me late And then turns out On the Saturday When she's doing her Mr and Mrs She's watching that And she realised how much of a shit she'd been to me and felt really bad. And guess what? I enjoyed that. But um, the big bone on a pick this week is the difference between the etiquette of men on stag do's and the etiquette of women on hand do's. I'm always told if I'm going away, you better not be going to a lap dancing club. It's disgusting. You objectify women. It's disgusting. You're in there, you're just looking at them and all you're forcing them to do this. You're looking at their wee boobies and all dancing on a stage and just wearing wee G-strings and all. It's disgusting. You're a pervert. You're a creep. You're a sex offender. If you go to see a lap dancing show, and I went, all right, fair enough. That's the way it is. But then it's totally fine for Hindus to get butlers in the buff slash strippers so it turns out I saw some video footage which hey I don't condone touts so if you're on that hand do you're putting videos out mum you're tight you know, you know what happens to touts touts, touts out touts get shot touts get tout, no snitches get stitches anyway. touts get stitches mate see if you see if you tighten me you'll need a injection for your pain prior to getting some fabric stitches, mate. Eh? I'd be a great enforcer for a paramilitary witness. See, see you. If you keep acting we wee bollocks, I'll make you catch a bullet in your face. You, you, you fucking bollocks, you. Turn in troubles with 80s there. Ah, bollocks. But yeah, but I'm missing my point. Guys are all perverts if they go to strippers, but if women get buff butlers, oh, it's fine. And not only that, if you're a dude and you go to a lap dancing club for, because hey, guess what? I know I have friends who have been to lap dancing clubs in the past. They've told me what they're like inside, you know. And I and I have it on pretty good authority that this is what happens in strip clubs. You go in, you see you see a, a, a nice lady dancing for you, and she might accidentally have forgotten to pack a. A vest top that day and just happens to go natural you know fair enough fair play to her at least she still works through that and then if you want to get like a wee special treatment you pay I don't know like somewhere in the region of 30 euros or something to go and get a private dance where she just gives you an up close and personal dance 
But to the best of my knowledge, you don't touch. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you're in a woman's hand do, the guy gets his full dick out and shakes it around. You know, imagine, like, imagine there was a photo or a video going out of a dude and a stag dude and there's just this naked woman just shaking her flaps about. Like, because, I mean, I have to say shaking them about because the guy, to be fair, shook his floppy dick, which, which in, in all honesty, was impressive in length and girth. Do you know what I mean? His um, his penis soft looked like a vegetable roll, you know, like a vegetable roll put in a stocking and, and and neatly held at the end. So there was some good swing on it. There was definite, you know, side to side sway on. It definitely had a bit of a, a motion in the ocean. It had a, a pendulum ding to it. You know, it's swinging, it was a big dick, and he had an apron mostly covering it, because bar that, he had nothing else on, and his dick's just flying all over the show. Like, left, right, up to down. Like, I felt like flipping, watching the video, I was ducking and diving, like shadow boxing, like Floyd Mayweather, trying to avoid this big 3D cock coming my way, boom, boom, boom. It was an impressive sight. But what I'm saying is, when that happens on hand, these guys look at it and go, oh, yeah, good crack, yo, whatever. Whereas if it was a woman shaking her flaps about I think I, I think I would be sent to the Crumlin Road Jail and they'd reopen the gallows and I'd be hanged. I'd be like, see you, you've treason, do him. Do you know what I mean? It's not fair. And then, to make matters worse, he whips the vegetable roll and puts cream on it and they have to either like lick it off or pick it off their finger. Like, imagine that in the other way around. Like, a female stripper puts a Malteser up her butthole and you have to fish it out. Do you know? You have to fish it out like you're picking some kind of bogey out of a deep nose. You know what I mean? You just get right in there. You just have to curve it out and pop it out. Mm. Just to get that relief. Get that nasal relief. But if you're picking out of a butthole, it's more like anal relief than nasal. Either way, it's something that guys don't do or that guys would get in a lot of trouble for. You know? We're all creeps and perverts if we look at strippers. But if women want to put like pull Daryl off a guy's wang, like it's fine. It's just banter, you know. It's it's that's the problem with today's terms. You know, guys are just always seen as these creep pervert guys, whereas women are just having the crack. Girls will be girls. Do you know what I mean? So I've said to Catherine, like, I'll be mature about it. I won't mind the fact, you know, you've got this male stripper, but I'm going to lap dancing club, or I'm just getting a stripper myself. Like she'll come home someday from work, and Aunt Holly will just be in her wee dinner. Seat, just waiting on dinner, and I'll just be sitting in my dining room looking at boobs. Like, you know, that's what's going to happen. I'll be like, hey, I just got myself a wee stripper here because I'm old one, you know. So, what goes around comes around, my friend. Long one's the fox, you know. Gotta watch out for that, but it's not, it's not cool. And then the games they were playing with the butler and the buff were, hmm, you know, they were, they were very immature. There were games that were even below my maturity level. He did this game where he apparently um, they had the blindfold, uh, the the hands on the hand party. So this guy put a blindfold on them, and then he effectively make them somehow he would get a cow, like and get this big cow in and just make them suck the cow's udder until milk came out. It's very weird, but that's what he made them do. Is one of their games. Another one of their games, he put a piece of cell tape somewhere in his body. And they had to find it. Invariably, every single time, um, this super genius of a guy hid the cell tape on his bell end. 
So every time the girl just had to feel around his body until he got under his wee stinking pinafore and pulled the salty above his bell end. You know what I hope happens? And I don't wish this on my worst enemy. I'm going to say, I hope that the skin of your bell end peeled off just like it happened to mine a few weeks ago. Because hey man, that's not a pretty experience. And I said to Catherine, this is the ultimate final mug off from talking about cell tape. I'm like, oh, yo, you put cell tape on your body, did you? And you'd come find it, is that true? Hmm? She went, yeah. I said, well, maybe I'll become a butler in the buff and people can do that to me. And then she goes, without it missing a beat, it wouldn't need cell tape, be hard enough to find your dick without that. I thought, you piece of shit. I described to her that I am physically more evolved than most. So what that means is, yeah, I'm the next step of evolution. So yeah, my nipples are a bit smaller than the average guy. I've got a little bit of body hair in the back and the areas that we need to keep warm. If, for example, there's a nuclear apocalypse and you have to like go out into the wild and fend for yourself. And also, I have a stealth dick. It's small, it's compact. You know, you just tuck it in your back pocket and no one notices it. But hey, whenever you get excited and ready to go, it pops out. You know, it pops up like one of those inflati- like inflatable men at a car dealership. It's, you know, all, all flop and pump air. And it's, yeah, to be fair, I don't have much control over it, but it's a bit more impressive in size. Tell me it'd be a big enough challenge to find mine. Piece of shit. And then to make matters worse, once I finished that, day two of my hangover kicked in from my own stag. So I looked after Holly all day Saturday, which to be fair was grand, apart from she woke up a bit during the night and had to bring her into bed with me and then I panicked because I thought this will be the one day she'll fall out of bed and then I'll be the worst in the world. Luckily she didn't. Um, rather than just waking up and like experimenting with the bed and, and the drop of the bed, she decided it'd be a real sweet thing to do to just lift my mobile phone and just essentially battered into my orbital bone you know not even on my cheek where there's a bit of fat to like deflect the the impact just straight onto my bone with just skin over it so now I have a bit of a black eye which is really sweet of her to do that and to be fair uh, one of the things that I'm going to teach Holly is you know an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind but if you're blind you want everyone else to be blind too so you don't feel like the old one out so I punched her in the face and was like, hey, there you go. We're even now, two black eyes. It'll be harder for you to explain it to your mum because, you know, you're 10 months old and you can't speak, but I've got my story straight. You know, you try to fuck with me, I get you back. You know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And yeah, people are probably listening to this going, a bit cruel to a 10-month-old kid to do that. But hey, you know what? you got to learn somehow. You know? And that's it. And I filmed a wee sketch today with uh, my friend Shane Todd, my friend Ruth Curran, my friend Michael Foster.tv, and my friend Shane Walsh. Which was a real nice time. And it was a... It was a sketch about, like... In fact, I'm not going to tell you what it was because it's going to be up during the week, but it involved kebab meat. And hey, I know that that's the sketch that people have been calling out for. Is a kebab meat sketch. Like it's been a long time since that um, has happened, but it was good.
it was a good time it was a good sketch and I'm excited to see it when I get the chance to see it that should be out this week I noticed I went a wee bit off on on a tangent there I'm just checking my phone because before I started this week's podcast I fully forgot that it, uh, it was so late in the day and I had to go and uh, record this but I ended up um, I ended up watching the last episode of Bodyguard and I got quite into it but rather than waiting to, for that to happen and coming back and then you know sort of trying to record after watching Bodyguard I thought I'd just watch the first half come record and then go back no I should clarify come and record I don't mean like come record and then go back and watch Bodyguard I mean you know watch Bodyguard go away somewhere to myself quick jack do the podcast back to watch Bodyguard that's not what I meant what I meant by watch Bodyguard come record it's not like eat sleep drink rave repeat whatever it is wasn't it's not bodyguard come record repeat i'm losing myself what i'm saying is i went right i'm recording a podcast now so i have a bit of energy i feel like i'm bringing some energy i'm drinking mountain dew all dew no sugar with a brand new recipe let me just see if it tastes the same definitely tastes like less sugar to be fair but that's good at, at 20 past uh, 9 at night so came in record this podcast to get a bit of energy back and watch the rest of Bodyguard in bed because I'm a sleepy boy because of Holly's crying last night but I do have a couple new reviews this week and you know what because it's the 50th episode it's nice to say that I've got a nice round number of 60 reviews um, which are great and now in the 50th episode, I have 60 five-star reviews, which, you know what, I'm actually really proud of. Like, we proud dad, um, because I, I am a dad, I'm not proud of my kid yet, so it's nice to have that feeling as a father of accomplishment, you know? It feels good. But the thing about it is, whenever you get a new review, uh, you have to actually, you know, go into them and whiz right to the bottom. So, since there's plenty here... I'll go back and read the the new reviews. The new reviews this week, one's from McHugh124, who wrote favourite podcast, which can't be missed, and then gave it five stars, which I appreciate. But hey, McHugh, you also wrote that exact review on Boytown. So, you know, it's not, not a bespoke review. FYI, you know, if you're going to review again, you split it up. Um, Ruth JW has... Said, called called the review Weird Entertainment which I like because hey it's a weird podcast and it is entertainment but also people would be like you know this entertainment he's got here it's not your regular run of the mill entertainment it's a bit weird and weird isn't always something that people are comfortable with but you make up for it Ruth because you say funny and brutally honest at times Papa Bear never disappoints well you know what Ruth you should speak to my fiance because she's constantly disappointed by me but in terms of review, I'm not disappointed there. And what I want to say to all my other little weirdos and friends that listen to this podcast every week, I get a lot of listens now every week. And by a lot of listens, I mean over 60, which is how many reviews I've had. So if you're one of those listeners and you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, get on over to iTunes, drop a wee five-star dinghy on that and give me a, a give me a weird review of this podcast. I, I like doing this as a segment, reading my reviews out every week, which I'm trying to encourage people. If you haven't 
and you're on iTunes, just take yourself over. It'll take less than five minutes of your time. I know some people's time is precious, but hey, it'll be good. It'll be worth it. I sound like I'm blocked. See, see you, lads, mate. If, if you go and do it, I swear I love you. I fucking swear I will. But I will. I genuinely do appreciate it. And uh, joking aside, anyone that has taken the time out to rate and review the podcast, it's 100% five-star reviews, which is genuinely humbling, and I appreciate it. So if you haven't already, please do. And for those of you who have, rate it and review to the Weird Podcast. Genuinely, thank you very much. I'm just looking at the time for 50th episode. is going to do an hour long, but as you know, bodyguards on the way. And... Um, I'm going to be recording the Boy Time podcast this week on Monday, so that'll be so that will be mon- Monday, the fifteenth of October. So if you're looking out for tweet back or whatever, you know, check it, check that out tomorrow night. Um, let's go to questions. I'll start on on Twitter first and foremost because um, that's that's what I'm all about. Uh, let me see. Weird questions, right? I'm so slow and an old guy. I need to get a producer for this show, like I have in Boytown, right? First question from Mark Beggs. I hope the Papa Physique has recovered from the stag and is ready to hit the heavyweight cut with a serious bang. But what is your favourite muscle grip to train? Hashtag buns of steel, hashtag glutes. I like the way in the hashtags there, Mark, you're giving us a clue as to what you like to train. And that's right, it's the BJB. Big juicy booty. Um, honest to God, haven't recovered from the stag. If you're talking about Shane Stag last week, yeah, recovered from that about about Thursday, just to go back on on Friday, go on the piss. But yeah, two days later, still struggling. But I'll be back in the gym tomorrow, and I'll be doing cardio, which is my least favorite of anything, to be fair. But um, my favorite muscle group to train, probably. To be a bit left field here, shoulders, a very strong shoulders. I like a shoulder press. I like those uh, lat raises, like front raises. I like just pullbacks, like band extensions. I like upright rows. I just like working the shoulders. Um, obviously, most guys will say the biceps, but even at that, I'm, I'm a weird guy. I prefer to train triceps. So favorite muscle group to train is going to be shoulders. There you have it. Mark Keenan said, hey, yo, Dave. I like that full Razor Ramon, like the niche 90s wrestler, Scott Hall, played a character, Razor Ramon, and he used to say, hey yo, is the bad guy, hey yo Dave, in light of the content of recent pods, how are you doing lad, all well with the mind slash dong, there's the name of this week's podcast, all well with the mind slash dong, sounds also like a niche rap song, like somebody like, you know, uh, Cascada, would, would sing over it wouldn't be her it would be like DJ Dave Pierce featuring Cascada all well with the mind dong well with the mind dong all well with the mind dong baby all well with your mind dong baby yeah yep there you go I'm going to throw in light of recent episodes I've spoken before about um, speaking out myself and I feel like having raised my issues and shared it with people it's been a weight off my mind and I think in terms of my mental health it's doing better I'm not in my number one most happiest place right now generally but I'm definitely on the up if it was at my lowest ebb 
couple of weeks ago, say at a hundred percent, I was at a fifth, fifth, ten percent. Now I'm at a good solid seventy percent. I get married in a couple of weeks. I'm see by then I'll be a hundred percent. But for now, I'm on the mend. Still a wee bit of stress dealing with things, sorting a few things out. But generally, yeah, doing better. And hey, man, this is going to sound creepy after all the chat. My dong's doing great. It's back. It's better than ever. It's like when we snake sheds its skin and comes back, just a wee bit lighter in shade. And see, to be fair, like I have an old man's dick. You know, it's it's nice to lose a wee bit of that darkness. You know, it's like it's like the old dick had a bit of it had a bit of damp. You know, not good damp. It had like like rising damp, and you just need to get the power hose out sometimes, just blast all the skin off and start from fresh. But yeah, I'm doing much better. That's all healed. Judith, wee Judy, has said. Would you rather change gender every time you sneeze or always confuse babies and muffins? Love the podcast. And there's two ways I can take this. Um, would I rather change gender every time you sneeze? No. Reason being, my baby Holly doesn't like it when I sneeze. That's one thing that causes her to go from being really happy, sees me sneeze, into a full the lip starts trembling, the, the big lip sticks out, and she wails. She does not like it when I sneeze. So it's bad enough as it is for me to sneeze, but imagine if I sneezed and she just saw me change gender. I don't think I'd be much for her um, to cope with. Um, or would you always confuse babies and muffins? I assume you mean by thinking that a baby and a muffin are one and the same. But what I read out of it, would I would I always confuse babies and muffins? I think that that means for me that I have this crazy unique ability to just bamboozle the minds of babies and also muffins. So what I will say to do for this question, <coughs> pardon me, is that I would like to be able to like be like Yuri Geller and just confuse babies and then also be able to confuse muffins as well. You know? So, yeah... I'd rather uh, I'd rather confuse babies and muffins. <laughs> um, Jamie Harrison said, "Would you rather have to stand taking a shit forever, or pee with your pants and trousers around your ankles forever, schoolboy style?" To be totally honest with you, Jamie, I'd much rather pee with my pants and trousers around my ankles because you know there are occasions I I do that more often than not to make my friends who are in the toilets with me uncomfortable but they would argue that some of the other behavior in times gone by in the toilets like a glory holes and stuff is more awkward than but i just feel like if you have to stand and take a shit you know there's a risk one day there could be a fire alarm there could be like another pompeii style disaster where the you will end up being just you know forever indelibly etched in time as a as a fossil and it'll just be you standing up shitting you know so that that does worry me whereas i think i could just cope with the, the pain like a p1 you know it could just be like look i've got these nice threads i don't want to get dick dribble on them at close range yeah if it drops from a height and hits fair play but it could dissipate in the air you know the condensation could erase the piss and i could just go back into the solar system it could turn into a coulombus cloud and rain down you know so i definitely go for the the p1p as i like to call it um guys that's twitter's questions this week just flying over real quick no time to waste but that's what i'm doing by talking about it while i do it over at instagram for these these questions this week um <clears throat> oh this is a real good question from a man ian lee and he has said to me 
any advice for a first-time dad, Papa Physique, Ian, I'm going to throw it out there and say to you, are you a first-time dad already? Or are you a, an expecting first-time dad, like if you got one in the way? Because my advice would be, if you've one in the way, is sleep now. Just enjoy your sleep. Make sure you get good sleep. Because once the baby's born, you ain't going to get no sleep no more, baby. And I would also remember how shit it is having a pregnant partner. Because when we're now considering we might go again, you know, like Stephen Gerrard, we get up, we go again. I forget how tough the, the pregnancy was. So I would definitely remember that and get some sleep. But if you have a kid, my advice would be, you know, be patient, you know, and, and it'll be the case even when it's born. Be patient because there are times when you have a kid that you think, what have we done? We have made a major mistake and it's tough. But hey, guess what? There's light at the end of that tongue. You can get through it. You know, times get better once you know the baby. Once the baby knows you, you get into routines. You know what's going on. You, you go for each other. You know, you zero, become a wee team. It gets much easier. Like Holly's now uh, 10 months and she's sleeping well during the night. She's just an absolute delight to be around. I love her to bits and she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So, you know, for all the slagging I do and all the shit I talk when I'm on stage doing stand-up, I, I don't mean it. I love her. It's great. Being a dad's the best thing in the world. So just look forward to it. But things you enjoy change. So enjoy the things you like right now, whether that be like going out for pints with your mates or be sleeping. Do more of that now before the baby's born because, hey, you won't have an opportunity to do that once uh, the bambino comes along. Um, next question is from Andrew O'Connor, who said, Favourite Northern Irish club team? And in regards to the heavyweight cut, what is your goal? And are you going to keep the cut going after the big day? And he's thrown a few shakas my way. For the viewers that don't know what I enjoy, that's a thumb up and the pinky out. Aloha to my Hawaiian brethren. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't massively into the Irish League. Uh, a few years ago, I started working with a guy who plays for Crusaders, you know, just before they won their first... Uh, title in recent years because I know they've, they've won it a few times in the past but they, they won the first uh, I think this is the third time they've won it now uh, in the last like four, out of three out of the last four or three out of the last five but yeah I started to, to like Crusaders before they won the league and I feel like since I met these guys and like it was obviously my friend and his other players that I've met as a result of that I got on quite well with them so yeah I would say I follow Crusaders now and they're not really one side or the other, which is good because you don't like to be, you know, you don't like to be bring, bringing sectarianism or religion into sport, man, do you? It's silly, like, imagine doing that. But yeah, Crusaders, and my goal for the heavyweight cut is to look as good as I can for my wedding day. But I've had a big chat with my trainer, and there's some other major goals that we're going to try and smash. So I'm going to continue the heavyweight cut, whether Colin will. Um, I don't know. It's up to him, but I think... You know, if I'm feeling better, I want to do it. I'll absolutely keep it on because it's a good way to be. Chris Henning has said, Happy 50th, Dave. Thank you very much, Chris. As a gift, I've rated and reviewed the podcast. You're welcome. Hey, man, haven't seen that yet. So until I do, I'm just going to call you a fraud. And um, my question is, seeing as I've given you an amazing gift, what's the best gift you've ever received? 
<clears throat> I could be really corny and say, my daughter was the best gift I ever received. I don't know why I went Liberace there, but probably genuinely the best gift I've ever received was... <sighs> mm, that's hard, the best gift. I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> I've always wanted, right, this is going to sound so weird, but hey, weird podcast. I've always wanted a painting from when I was a kid. And the painting in question was uh, from a movie, from Ghostbusters 2. And the painting was of this like evil mass murderer dude um, from the, the from the history books, Vigo the Carpathian. And I've always wanted that painting for somewhere in my house. And a few years back, my sister got it for me for Christmas, a big canvas of this very creepy looking murderous dude standing with his foot on a skull. I was like, I like that, and she got it for me, and I had it up in my old house until Catherine moved in. Was like, that's so creepy and disturbing, and forced me to take it down. So <coughs> then I put it in my office, where I like to keep a lot of pictures of like comedy achievements and whatnot. And uh, then Holly came along and decided, hey, it's going to be my bedroom now. She ain't got no office, so I've got all these sweet pieces of art, all pictures of like posters and stuff of gigs, and then a Vigo the Carpathian and. It's already got my new office whenever I eventually get one, but to be fair, that looks a long way. That looks a long way down the line at the minute. But at least I've got this sweet 45 grand table that I get to record on in the interim. And Chris Barr said, oh wow, I've actually seen this, Chris, before on uh, Dark Tourism, our Dark Tourist. Hey Dave, congrats on reaching the 50th episode of the Weird Podcast and nearly the one, why did I go Old Creek Avenue and Bill Kiosk? Nearly the one year anniversary. Glad to have been a listener from day one. Hey Chris, glad to have you as a listener and I, pre- I actually feel like you're part of the show with your stories and content you bring every week. Check out what this weird tribe does once a year. Yeah, I saw this in Dark Tourist. Basically, long story short, this particular Indonesian tribe just like digs up their dead relatives and just makes them look real sweet and has a big party with the literal corpses of uh, of their family. The Taraja people living on the Sulawesi Island in Indonesia celebrate the dead every year. They dig up the corpses of their relatives, clean them and dress them in new clothes, sweet new threads. The Manini Festival, which translates as a ceremony of cleaning corpses, which sounds like a death metal band. Next on the stage is the ceremony of cleaning corpses. Double pedal, double pedal, double pedal. Has been held for centuries. Death is important for the Taraja and they can't and it can take years to save up to pay for a funeral. So what they do is just, you know, bit by bit every year. But if a Ponzi scheme there, fair play to them. But Chris's question this week is, what type of outfit would you like to be dressed up as in if your fam dug you up? Um, I would like there to be. I would like there to be a very calm outfit. I would. I would like to have one of those wee bags on that just you know those wee sexy bags that the guys are wearing now, which is basically just enough to put your mobile phone in. One of those, a polo neck shirt. Um, for obvious reasons and a nice pair of skin tight UFC style fight shorts but just all black and then a pair of of sandals socks will be on too I think it'll be a very sexy look so you've got the polo neck shirt on you know if any of you guys are photoshop wizards make this image up you've got me polo neck shirt looking pretty good one of those wee bags over just enough to keep my mobile phone in. Skin tight, short, short, fight shorts, white socks, sandals. And that's how I want to be. And if you can Photoshop that with me as a corpse, fair play. But if um, if that's too weird, you know, 
don't do it. Um, Gareth Owens has said, do you think people should celebrate Halloween? At this time of year, it's clearly all about getting ready for Christmas. Hey, Gareth, man, no, Halloween's still not happened yet. I don't know about celebrating it, but I like the spooky stories. I like the uh, idea of being scared. I like horror movies, so I like when they're on TV. And I'm very excited this year about there being a new Halloween movie out. One of my favourite movie franchises, the character Michael Myers, still to this day scares the shit out of me, as I've said in previous podcasts. Like, if I have to go out at the bed at night, I'm, like, instantly going, hey, Michael Myers is coming across the world away from uh, Haddonfield, Illinois, and he's coming to Bangor to hunt out the big man when he's dropping his chicken remains in the bin. Sounds like a euphemism, but hey... That is uh, is what frightens me. And that's it for this week's weird podcast. Just want to do a big shout out to my boy Stu Bapper and I. Just hope you're hope you're doing all right, my man. My thoughts are with you right now, and it's a difficult time for you. And uh, hang in there, buddy. And apart from that, guys, thanks very much for listening. Cheers for letting um, letting things rumble on and get the episode number fifty. It's it's. Uh, Quite an achievement that I didn't think I would get to in the first episode. Didn't even know what the weird podcast is. I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know what it is anymore. It's just it is what it is. I'm glad people out there are enjoying it, and hopefully, you know, we can have some some interesting weird uh, news soon enough. Looking to get maybe we sponsor on board and some merch, huh? What? So watch this space and until then. Here's to another fifty, and hopefully. You know, if you're looking to listen to some other podcasts, get on over, listen to the Boytown podcast that I do myself and Shane Todd. Listen to the Shane Toddcast. You know, listen to General Banter podcast that Colin does. Listen to um, Sean Hegarty's podcast. He's one every week. Sean Hegarty talks to himself. Sometimes has does one with his wife, Diona, hanging with Hegarty's. Check that out too. You know, just support local comedy guys and have a nice time. You know, make keep funny and keep in there and you know, I just keep talking shit just to get to 50 minutes because this is the episode 50. Get it, India. Right, guys, take care. Until next week, I love you.